I'm Meg. I'm Drea. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting and how awesome it is. Before we dive into today's topic, let's talk about what we are working on this week. Tina? I am switching it up a little bit, and I am working on the knotted cables washcloth. I just need a quick fix. <laughs> I need I need to feel accomplished. I literally, last night, I cast it on something in chunky or in bulky weight yarn because I literally was like, I cannot handle another minute of fingering weight yeah i feel your pain yeah i just was like i'm gonna it's gonna be a worsted weight washcloth and i'm just gonna pump this out and and it's has a little bit of cabling yeah yeah it has a little bit of cabling in it so it's a little interesting but it's not the end of the world um this uh this is the knotted cable washcloth is by knit picks it's a free pattern uh and i am using yarn from the depth of my stash that i have no idea what it is (laughs) Drea? In a move surprising absolutely no one, <laughs> I am still plugging away at this Celtic Myths fingering shawl by Cedar Cribs. You have an impressive level of stick to itiveness. Dedication. Dedication. That's some of us do not have. Well, I have come so far. You have. So and I've tried so hard. And in the end, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> to anybody except myself. Got real emo if in I, here. If I don't... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Lincoln Park days of yore. <laughs> Dude, they're playing that on my radio station again, and I'm like, I am old. Yeah. Yeah, when the stuff you listen to in high school is the classic rock, you know you're... Uh, you know you're getting there (laughs) but at at this point i think that the only person that i'm letting down if i don't finish it is myself and i've gotten like i'm almost you're almost there i am no but (laughs) (laughs) no no i'm almost halfway to being done with the border i am almost halfway done and at and this point, it's a terrible idea to stop. Exactly. It really is. I mean, look at all these cables I've already done. You've done a lot. There's so many cables. And when you're done, you and Jess can twin. That's true. Which is more than we can say. That's fair. It is true. I mean, I could finish mine and then put it on, like, a cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like of, we're going to talk about that speaking later. Speaking of. Uh, hello, Francis. Hello, Francis. Jess? Um... So I am still working on the wyvern, and I decided to play gift chicken, and I lost. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I gotta, I gotta finish this. That's funny. The baby in question has been born, and uh, (laughs) the the child's gift is not done yet. It's it's almost. But who hasn't been in that boat at least once? Almost there. Did you figure out how to finish the wing? Like. Did you remember what you Has were doing? Has she worked with the on the wing since last week? No, no. no. but I kind of <laughs> think I know what I have to do, but I forgot I also have to do it backwards, so it's the opposite wing. Well, look at it this way. If it doesn't match, it's just a character. Um, yeah, well, it probably isn't going to match because it makes it quirky. Again, yeah. and not, not only did I write not write this pattern down. Um, I have to do it backwards. <laughs> Bean. And um, I, I also crochet upside down anyway, so it's kind of hard for me to remember how to um, do it so I'm going in the same direction. It's going to work out, though. It'll look cute. It always does. I believe in you. <laughs> we're d- we're going to make it happen because that is how I do 
it's just gonna work because it's got <laughs> She's like, she's putting line the wings next to each other and just hoping they work. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. What you working on, Meg? Oh, wow. Well, I bet you can guess. Is it a new project? No. No. It's probably not going to be a new project for a long time. <laughs> it looks like you're Jazzigal. I'm still uh, working on Jazzigal. Um, I am. I was really excited. I tried it on this past weekend, and it fits. Nice. Um, yeah, somehow, I, I cannot math, but I mathed right, which was super exciting. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me, too. My mother was like, I'm surprised it doesn't fit the cat, because my mom is super supportive about my math skills. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I literally, I have math. that text, so, um, you know. So, uh, but I am, again, like I'm in the crop top range, needs to be a little bit longer, and then I can start going on the sleeves. But I'm trying to be mostly knit, monogamous, chunky weight, or oh, did you use bulky those weight project notwithstanding. I did, yeah. I did. I used that like tubey thing that we bought in um, that was cool. Marblehead. Was, I was um, that, yeah, that it was worked. really cool. Yeah, it, I, it worked really weird. It was not the way I was expecting it to work, but it did work. And um, I was able to try on the sweater, and it, it yeah, so it fits. Sweet. So I'm, I'm almost to the third skein of the hedgehog. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have enough. So I feeling pretty good you. about it. Feeling pretty good about it. I believe in you. Thank Excellent. you. Be sure to check out our website, pardonmystash.com, for more information, as well as pictures regarding our current projects, patterns, and yarns. And now... Knitting, socializing, and community with Meg. So this week for my segment about um, social knitting, I want to talk about um, knitting for awareness and support, which is something we have touched on um, in previous podcasts. Um, Knit bloggers, knit fluencers using their platform to promote causes that they think are worthy. Um, So I want to talk a little bit today about... Um, you know, how we can use knitting to enact change, spread awareness and raise funds for for important causes, ways in which we can show support, highlight about, you know, what's going on in the world right now, what some people are are using their platforms for and some some pitfalls to avoid when using knitting or crafting to support a cause. So we talk about ways in which our knitting can show support. Um, and there are uh, a couple of ways that we can use our knitting to support people that we or, or causes that we find worthy. Um, we can purchase from members of marginalized communities. We can consciously not purchase from members of communities that oppress others um, in a boycott. This one is a lot less popular, but historically voting with one's pocketbook generally is a very consistent way of enacting way change. Go. Yeah. Yeah. We I, have seen it work. I try to like when I'm purchasing yarn, I try to look at the company behind it and mm-hmm. go like, is this a good company? Is this ethical? Is this ethical? Like I at least try to go to their website and get an idea of like what they're about and mm-hmm. see like their social media and see like what they're representing and just get a general I mean I'm not going in a deep dive, but like right. just a general like okay, there's nothing like too, it seems pretty positive. There's nothing like crazy going on. So yeah, you want to know what your money is going towards. Yeah. Um, You can do fundraisers, people who raise money to send to an organization or cause that needs it. And this can happen in the form of knit alongs or knit a fonds where people pledge an amount of money um, to someone who will then knit crochet or spin a certain amount of product um, or work for a certain amount of time. Um, And then you also have makers that create a product and sell it 
with a percentage of the proceeds going to an organization or cause that needs it. We also have the fact that we have slow fashion and sustainability awareness. Um, this I feel like is definitely apparent during events like Pride in June, um, where you see the knitiverse basically explodes with patterns and projects and skeins of yarn that are dyed in rainbow colors. Um, or creating colorways or color work that showcase support for a cause. Um, and it may sound like you're not, you know, okay, that, that sounds kind of like slacktivism, the idea that you're, you're supporting a cause, but are you actively doing anything for it? But I would argue that, yes, it, it actually is. Well, everybody can contribute to a cause as much as is possible for them. Right. And some people that's going out there, protesting, holding up a sign, Go, calling their lawmakers, like getting really involved. Some mm -hmm. for other people, it's purchasing a rainbow-colored skein from a, a company that is doing those kind of it, a, a small business that is participating in those, like supporting others that are going off and doing yeah. more of that it, active, right? You know. So I, I don't think I agree with you. I don't think that there's like necessarily a right level. I think it depends on the person. Yeah. Well, and it's also like even just putting it out there, um, you know, for example, and I'll talk about this in a minute, but, um, you know, in the past few months, we've seen kind of an explosion of the, the yellow and blue for Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to bet that a, a rather large portion of the population had no idea that that was the Ukrainian flag, the colors mm -hmm. of the Ukrainian flag before this happened. Um, and you could say like, okay, that's slacktivism, like wearing a button, what is that doing? But at the same time, it is raising awareness for a cause that some people may not be aware of. And it's showing support for a cause that people may not understand why that they need support. Because you're asking about it, you're looking into it. And mm -hmm. that's and sometimes that's part of the whole start is just getting people to even realize what what's happening, what is happening. Yeah, yeah definitely. Also, to piggyback on the fashion and sustainable sustainability awareness, it also helps because you're not purchasing mass produced clothing or items that might be piggybacking on a cause or a tragedy in order to make money. And I feel just to go back to the to the pride thing, you see every single corporation all of a sudden for the month of June is like mm. rainbows and we're super pro gay rights. But as soon as the month is over. Right, exactly. Um, it all goes back in the closet until next year and then they pull it all out again. Um, by knitting, you are not contributing to, or knitting, crocheting, whatever, you're not contributing to mass-produced stuff by a corporation that may or may not be actually, actually helping that cause. So you, you know what you're doing. You're supporting a cause um, sustainably. Yeah, I mean, it all goes back to that kind of like basic research level. Mm -hmm. Also, there's like a general, I mean, it's safe to say that like the giant big box folks are doing the the absolute bare minimum because mm -hmm. the very least that the they could least do. <laughs> they could do and and so i mean if you if you start focusing more on kind of like a grassroots or a not a huge big box corporation you tend to find that the support there is a lot larger mm. so yeah and more and authentic more genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly Exactly. Um, so to go along with that, I wanted to talk a little bit about what the knitting community in the last month has been doing to support Ukraine. Um, in February, um, we saw the Russian Federation invade the country of Ukraine. Um, and in lots of ways, different ways, the knitting community has really stepped it up. 
um, their support for Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. Um, I just want to pull out a couple of highlights that I saw. Um, Ravelry has created a filter now where you can actually use the search function to find Ukrainian makers who are selling patterns. And you can, if you want to buy patterns from Ukrainian designers, you can do that, which I thought was a really cool, you know, especially when it that is such a a little way that you can purchase from somebody and and yes patterns are not super expensive but the nice thing about Ravelry is that unless you are selling a a certain you know very large number of patterns the makers take 100% of the proceeds Mm -hmm. you only pay Ravelry a percentage um, if you sell you know a, a certain quite high number of patterns um, so if you are purchasing from a Ukrainian maker, they are more than likely getting 100% of the profits from their patterns. Yeah, I think that's like a really if you if you have uh, the money to do so. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one way it's an easy way of, of supporting and then obviously you could always just share mm-hmm. like if you're one to share a lot on your social media. Or if you have a decent following or something, even if you don't, you can always share um Ukrainian patterns that you found and stuff. Put it out there. Get it out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, There are also multiple indie dyers that created colorways um, and forwarded the proceeds to benefit Ukraine or um, organizations that are working in Ukraine right now to help with refugees. Um, Black Cat Custom Yarn currently has a colorway called Slava Ukraini um, in the yellow and blue. Um, 100% of the proceeds go to the Red Cross working in Ukraine right now oh, to nice. benefit um, benefit people in need. Um, Moonglow Yarn Company had uh, a set of yarn sets called, or sock sets called Love for Ukraine, um, with 100% of the proceeds going to World Central Kitchen to help feed displaced families in Ukraine, Poland, and Romania. Um their skeins sold out in eight minutes. Wow. That's how big that was. Um, they are hoping to dye more of them in the future. They've had a really um, large outpouring of people that, that want to purchase them. Um, they hope to dye more in the future, but right now that's not available. Um, but there are also, if you look for them, there are a number of other dyers that are putting out, um, you know, certain skeins or, um, colorways to benefit refugees in Ukraine. So this is it, and this is just an example of the knitting community stepping it up and coming together to benefit a cause that you know most of us feel is is super worthy. Um, I'll probably be talking about that a little more in the future and talk about other causes as they come up. But I think it's something that's really important. We come together as a community to support each other. You know when we're in need, but also using our craft as a means to show support. And there are so many ways we can do it. So today's topic for the week, we are going to be getting up close and personal with confessions and talking about the projects we didn't finish. No. Yes. Those are my secrets. But (laughs) why should they be? I mean, we abandon projects for all sorts of reasons. We yeah, grow out got, of you them. You guys didn't finish the, the guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we just get frustrated or bored. Bored. Let <laughs> me tell you about my bag of socks. Okay. <laughs> Go. We're going to start with away. Dre's bag of socks. This <laughs> is legendary. Man. So I have this 
this huge like project bag and it is just hiding all of my unfinished single socks <laughs> they don't have pairs right it's, no these are single no they're just, just one sock all of them all of them are all just them. one sock and um there's got to be like 30 socks in there <laughs> holy crap <laughs> are they like are any of them close to being finished no. Like, are any of them, like, no. near the tower or something? Because I was going to say, like, why don't you just knock them off and then give them to Jess because she doesn't match her socks anyway. That's fair. But That's if they're idea. that far from it being is, finished. It is a good idea, but there's, there are, and the most surprising thing in uh, about this bag of socks is that they are not all Sunday swing. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah, I know. And you finished like eight million Sunday swing, but new ones you just got. There was a time going. when that was that was Drea's pattern. Wait. And I and I know that we've talked about it a lot, but I mean, it is a great sock pattern. It's a great sock pattern. <laughs> so if it's not Sunday swing, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> part of the See, problem. Yeah, that is part of the problem because um, the pattern's not with the sock. Ooh. They're not in individual bags or anything. Ooh. It's yarn barf in that bag. Oh. It's just socks. Um, are the needles still in the bag? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, girl, you should at least free the needles. Do you know how many size twos are in that bag? Oh, my God. <laughs> sounds like a knitting like uh, mass I, I assume 30 pairs of, not pairs, <clears throat> 30 but like sets. At, at sets. least At least four wow. of, of uh, on each sock. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot... I was going through a period of time in my life where every time I went to a yarn shop, I bought more size two needles because they were all on projects. That's 120 size two needles. Girl, I know. (laughs) Will you please go free the needles at least? Please. We're taking a picture of this bag. No, no, no. You need to. You need to. We're going to. Yeah, I'll I'll share my secret shame. It's fine. It's not a secret <laughs> anymore. It's not a secret, but it's anymore. okay because we're all gonna also be sharing our our. Well, for Jess, it's probably a lack of shame. It is a lack of shame. I have finished every project. Just a lot of them are smaller than you know. <laughs> that they doesn't count. <laughs> Just because you bound off does not mean it's it's bound I mean, off. Technically, it means a finished project in man. the most literal sense. She's right. It's done. It's just it not. Is, it's not. It is what complete. It, it's, I don't it's know. It's not what it was intended to be. Correct. It is a new so project. can you really say that you finished the project? Yes. <laughs> You're not going to win. She's going to die on this hill. Yeah. I can't say I finished the project. I don't try to win because these conversations. I personally am finished with that project. <laughs> I am done. Drea's going to spit water across the table. <laughs> I am done. The project is finished. Hey, Jess, I have seen you be done with a project two rows in. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it's happened. It's, done. it's happened. No, it's that project is done. <laughs> Tina, what's that face for? Um, so I have a odd quirk of, Uh (laughs) I, on my Ravelry, I keep track of all of them, even the ones that I don't, (laughs) that I don't finish. What you got, girl? Just, you know, just some things. (laughs) Well, Celtic Myths is there, as me and Meg have our shame with Celtic Myths. Oh, yes. Mm, Um, I'm not ashamed, though. I'm not ashamed. Um, there is... Uh, hi, Melissa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to finish... 
I don't think it's 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 I'll never finish it because I have to finish it because Melissa did pay me money. <laughs> uh, maybe you should consider finishing it. I should finish. Yeah, uh, there's a shawl that is like partially done. Um, there is another shawl that I have for I I won't name them because if I do then they'll, they'll know what it's about. Um, that I frogged, but it's silk. So when I frogged it, it was all kinked. No, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what you have to do is you got to get it wet, and then you got to like weight I mean, it down. Yeah. Nitty knotty. Yeah. Get a nitty knotty. Yeah, yeah. It's they're like thirty bucks. I frogged it. I or looked you can at, make it at the PVC pipe. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, MacGyver. <laughs> um, I frogged it, and I uh, I put it in the bag, and I tied it shut, and I said, I will never. I don't have to look at this. It's okay. Do you need help? <laughs> It's, this feels like a cry for help. No, it's not a cry for help. Um, then there's there's my Silva cami, which <laughs> should... Oh, Silva no, cami. that is that a cry should, for help. <laughs> that should die a death. It should die a death, but it it's still... But I am... So, I did all the complicated work that I refuse to let it die. It's just the stockinette. All that's left is the stock. Look at... I am so inspired by Meg and her Jazzagal. Just going through it. Doing it. It needs to be done. I know. And I'm, I'm really not going to not finish. this. I know. And like, I feel like I'm inspired by that. But then I also look at your yarn and realize you're not using one ply like I did with the silver cami. This is one ply. That's one ply. Yeah. It's yeah. Hedgehog, skinny yeah. singles. It's single. Okay. One ply. Hedgehog has nice one ply, though, because I don't really like one ply. But the hedgehog is nice. my one ply is like for the silver cami is like straight up like it's like borderline lace. No, thank you. Would you like me to do some courtesy rose for you? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Fine. No. You offered. I did. That was very kind. Um, There's several um, tops that... Girl, how many unfinished projects you got? One, two, three, four. Oh, my God. And 11. Wow. Well, I mean, to be fair, she still has less than me. If you count all those socks, <laughs> we'll just count them as one thing. Oh, oh okay. One big thing. Yeah. yeah okay. It's all in one bag. Were you knitting socks for a centipede? Because that's literally <laughs> the only way that's one project. <laughs> one whole project. I a mean, big centipede. Technically, they're probably all for me. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who I started those socks for. Did you ever finish the foot of foot ones? No. Oh, foot of foot. So there's at least one that wasn't for you. There's also like the projects like Jess that I finished, quote mm-hmm, unquote. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're done. Because you're done. I'm <laughs> just done with this. The project is finished. I cannot stand to look at it any longer. It's so done. there's the hat that became a cowl, <laughs> which all of my North Carolina friends can just laugh because they witnessed this hat oh you told me about that yes yeah i i I mentioned the story before but yeah so that one that that i believe is still alive my daughter's bedroom there's just like a lot of swatches of stuff that i gave up on i mean i would give up too yeah swatches Swatches. (laughs) well sometimes you swatch and then i go this yarn is not for me this is not it I, I, have, I have swatched exactly once in my life. I have saved it. I'm going to frame it. <laughs> that was for your, your sweater, right? Yep. Yeah. How's your sweater going, by the way? Um, I've been working on the Celtic Myths fingering shawl. <laughs> <laughs> How's your sweater going? <laughs> A good dodge there. I feel like I answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put it... I put it uh, I mean, you know how I feel about like 
multiple projects yeah, going yeah, yeah, at once. Yeah, yeah. She's I'm a monogamous project monogamous, editor. not like some of us. Yeah, I, so I'm not. Some of us are just like, I need to do a fifth project to take the edge off. <laughs> That's literally what I'm doing. That's literally what we do. Well, the shawl came out and the sweater went away, so. And that's okay. That's fair. But you, Meg. So, I want to tell a story. Um, When when I first started to knit socks, um, which I do not like to do, and I really don't knit socks anymore, I had a lot of sock yarn, a lot of fingering weight yarn, and I had a lot of leftovers. Oh, I know where this is oh, going. Oh, you know where this is going because you did this too. Yeah, I did. Um, and I saw online that there was a, a uh, knitter who had created a giant sock yarn blankie. It's called it a blankie, not a blanket. Um, where she had used up her remaining fingering weight into mitered squares and turned it into a blanket. And it looked really cool. And I was like, this is great. This is a way that I can use up all my leftovers. In theory. In theory. (laughs) And it was perfect because Drea saw my intention and was like, oh, this is fantastic. I also have leftover sock yarn. And we traded sock yarns. Yeah. So that we had more of a variety. We sure did. We did. So I had some of her sock yarn and she had some of mine. And we both Um, made some mitered squares. We both made what? Like 20? No. I did about 20. Yeah, I, did, I, I did about 12. Yeah, we yeah. did a lot. You did quite a bit. Um, I did. And and then we were like, no. <laughs> this is not <laughs> happening. This is not stopped. it. What about if your forces combined and you put those blankets together? We have very different gauge. Uh, that yeah, is the you problem. Do. Is you that, do. that Drea I am very tight. And I, I like very to loose. Keep it, I like to keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep it very tight. Just going to share what I'm working with here. I am a loose lady. I am what I am. So it's a good idea in theory. In practice, not so much. Um, so that would probably be the biggie. Um, when I think about other stuff that I, I quit on, um, I started knitting this um, this scarf a few years ago. Um, and I was knitting it for Jess, so I kind of feel bad about it. But then I remember she doesn't wear anything. I don't. I hoard them. So it was the... Um, the Candle Flame Scarf by Doris Formby. And the problem with this is a really pretty scarf. It's a 20 row repeat 8,000 times. It's pretty. It's very pretty. Um, And I got through about six repeats. 8,000 times? No, I'm I'm really exaggerating. I am am super exaggerating. That's a long ass scarf. (laughs) No. I think I I'm think sorry. you do it like it's been a long west. It has been. My brain is like, oh my god! Wow. Your face. <laughs> Your you, face. Did you see my face when you said eight thousand? I was like, wow. So it actually doesn't say it's it's actually twenty four rows. It's a free pattern, um, and it just says repeat until the desired length has been reached. So it could be eight thousand. Here's the thing with scarves (laughs) and me. I absolutely need you to tell me how long it needs to be. Like I finished my walk through Aspen's about a month and a half ago. um, And it told me exactly how many repeats I had to do to get the desired length. And so I was like, okay, and I'm going to do it. And and even though I was like at the end, I'm like, oh my, five more repeats. I cannot stand this much longer. There was an end in sight. When you tell me till desired length, I'm like, you know what? 
I could live with a two foot scarf. Yes, <laughs> I could do that. Your cravat, and, <laughs> and, and and it is. It's it's garbage. But so that's that's another one that I uh, and I don't even know where it is now. Like I have gone through the stash about eight million times, and I it's just gone. So I have no idea where it went. Um, my other secret shame is the unending love baby blanket that I, uh, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> um, so when, when Jess and I found out that we were going to be aunts, um, you know, super excited. And the first thing I did was, you know, go online. I found a, found a baby blanket that I wanted to knit. And I ordered some really gorgeous Madeline Tosh yarn from Webs, and it came in, and I cast on, and the you baby bored, was born in just Dude, it was so boring. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it's, I, I feel bad saying that, because it is a really pretty pattern. It's really simple. It's a great beginner, like, baby blanket, and I just could not stand it. I did one, two, I think I did three repeats of the three row, um, or not three row, but three section patterns. And then I got to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Um, suffice to say, um, our nephew is almost three and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> the blanket never got finished. And yeah, Guys, I recently frogged it. Baby make blankets are hard. I have made a baby blanket before. I have started baby blankets before. Yeah. yeah. It's it it that is Sorry, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Was it for my babies? Oh. <laughs> it's hard. It's I okay. make dragons. Yeah, I have your dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I do have the dragon. There's a better chance. It's hard. Me. Baby blankets are a um that's a commitment. I mean, if you and and the thing is, I, I feel like if you are the type of person that is good at designing your own patterns, like if you if you follow the yarn harlot, she knits a different baby blanket for every baby in her family. She comes up with the patterns on the fly. Mm. They are all different um, designs. They're all one of a kind, and each of the knit uh, the lace patterns that she uses in the blanket it represents something unique to the child or the child's family. That's and I real feel nice, yeah, see, I feel like that is something. I mean, with the exception of the fact that you know she usually uses white wool, and I feel like yeah, that that might be a little bit tedious after a while because knitting with a flat color can be tedious. At least it switches up. Yeah, unlike you know your usual garter stitch baby blanket or you know stockinette baby blanket. So I feel like there's a little bit of, of well, there's a lot of creativity there, but most of the time, baby blankets are a slog. They really are. I have patience. one last confession. Oh, boy. Lay it on us. I totally forgot about this. The blue and yellow blanket. Oh, my oh, God. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember that. I totally I forgot, forgot about, about that. that. I bet Pat hasn't forgotten about it. <laughs> hey, Pat. <laughs> That was like Pat, our first trip to Webbs. Yes. Yes. And I bought Cascade. No, it wasn't Cascade. It was it was like 100% Peruvian wool. Oh, no. I remember. No, I just don't. I thought it was Cascade, but maybe it was something else. But it was like the worst feeling yarn. I remember. <laughs> and, this is not a pleasure to work with. And, no, it was not. And I said, well, to start from the beginning, I asked Patrick. We were freshly married and I, <laughs> I, I said newly not freshly i don't know why i said freshly. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Um, i said newly married and we um i said to my dear husband what project 
could I make for you? What could I make for my dear husband? How generous. And of course, he said to me, a king-size blanket. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can we start with a hat first, Pat? Nope. King-size yeah. blanket. That's what he wanted. And, I, and, and me, ambitious <laughs> as the dutiful wife that had, was in no idea what was happening, I was like, of course. Anything oh, for you, darling. <laughs> and I went to Webb's. Heart in on my sleeve and just bought. I don't even remember. It was, it was a, lot. a lot. It was a lot it of yarn. It was a lot of yarn. And it was a lot of yarn. I started making it, and then I realized I was and I wasn't using a pattern, and I was just making a large garter stitch blanket. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I Out remember, of really uncomfortable wool. Yeah, and then I remember like. I got to like, I finished the first stripe. I was going to stripe it. And I finished the first stripe and I got into the second stripe and then I gave up on life because it was like, (laughs) it was like 500 (laughs) stitches or something for one row. Yeah. And I just remember, I think. Were you still using straights at the time? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I was. I was using straights. This is the most uncomfortable Tina, how could this project have ever succeeded? Like looking at the components of it, there was Um, no way. And then I just remember, I don't know when I, when it happened, if I was moving or what, but somehow you guys in particular saw that blanket and you're like, what's that? And I was like, that's Pat's. That's Pat's blanket. Ooh. And the horror. And it was just, nope. <laughs> you know what? I pulled the needles out, and I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if I threw it out. I don't know. I don't know. It just disappeared. And you have never disappeared so into free. the ether. Oh, my God. It just, so, um, Patrick, one day, maybe, I'll make you a blanket. Um, but not it's not a there's an Addy machine in the house now. Oh. And he knows how to use it. <laughs> he knows how to use it. <laughs> he can make himself a blank. It's true. He oh. could. <laughs> I'm not knitting that that fingering weight sock blanket. <laughs> I still have those squares. I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I tossed it. I should. Turn it into a doll blanket and give it to our daughter. Yeah. No, that would, but that would require me to knit more of them. Oh. Why? Just use what you got. She won't know. That's not going to be a doll blanket. That might be a doll headband. There you go. There you go. You've got like six of them. That's fine. Jess is of the mindset to just finish it where it's at. Call it a project. Call it a day. It's a project. 100%. It's colorful. She'll love it. And that's it for this week's topics. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, check out our Patreon or our website at pardonmystash.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more fun friends and fiber at Pardon My Stash.